If you are interested in starting your own podcast, we use Buzzsprout because it is simple and easy to use. Buzzsprout can get your show listed on every major platform while giving you the resources for a great podcast website, audio players that can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening to your podcast, and tools to promote your episodes. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and that is why over 100,000 podcasters are already subscribed to Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Following the link in our episode descriptions, let's Buzzsprout know that we sent you. So in return, you will receive a $20 Amazon gift card from Buzzsprout while signing up for a paid plan. Most importantly, every subscription through our link is always appreciated and helps support our show so we can continue delivering the quality content that you guys listen to. That being said, back to the show. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junkies. I'm Andrew. This is Joe. And this is Charlie. So he already beat me to the punch. He introduced himself, our special surprise guest. Y'all didn't know he was coming. Big Charlie Chuck Pena. Wait for the applause. Welcome, Charlie. (laughs) Welcome. So background on Charlie. It's one of my best friends growing up. Doesn't really know much about comic books, but we figured we'd get the opinion of somebody who might not be so into the medium as to how they feel about the movie releases. And because we had to push this one back, we wanted to start the New Year's off right with the guests. So uh, welcome, Charlie. Thank you, sir. How's it feel to be here? You know, it feels really good. You seem a little stiff, Charlie. You're going to loosen up over the course of the podcast or what? We got a Spider-Man movie to talk about. We all happen to go see it. Spider-Man No Way Home, the third movie in the trilogy. It actually, it just broke a billion dollars already at the box office. So it's doing quite well. And you know what? Based on this gang's opinion here, I'm going to say that I bet we all enjoyed it. I know I did. How about you guys? Yeah, I enjoyed it. So, Charlie, I guess to start off with the movie review, what did you think about the movie What's been your exposure to comic books or comic book movies? So I have your basic knowledge of all the comic books. I've been watching them, especially the movies, Marvel, DC movies, watch all the Tobey Maguire movies. Didn't really care for the Andrew Garfield flicks. God bless. Watched all the uh, all the Batman recent ones. <laughs> bummed about them, huh? So a little uh, bum. So yeah, I mean, do you have any exposure out of comics? Did you see any of the TV shows when you were a kid or anything? I watched a few of the cartoons, etc. growing up, but nothing that really stuck with me other than it really started sticking with me around when the first couple of Spider-Man movies. Do you have a favorite character from Spider-Man? Oh, that's a good question. I would say favorite villain, Green Gobby. Yeah, dude, the Green Gobbler is pretty badass. So how about we start there, boys? Um, there's so much to unpack in this movie if you really want to talk about it. Let's talk uh, Green Gobbler. So out of all the villains they introduced, Green Goblin was definitely the best one. By far. It was awesome not only seeing William Defoe return to the role, but his performance was awesome too. He convinces you he's like really nuts, dude. He's real good at it. I was just about to say that. There's a scene where he seems really confused in front of Peter Parker. Parker and Aunt May, and it made you kind of feel bad for him. It also made you kind of want to help him out a little bit. And then not too much longer, he goes freaking nuts 
kills Aunt May and stabs Tobey Maguire. So I usually don't root for the bad guys, but it was kind of cool to see a villain kind of win in a sense. Yeah, he was a menace, dude. He just <laughs> he turned crazy just in the dudes in uh, Happy's condo, dude, like on a like dime right after he helped heal people and come up with stuff like, oh, I'd offer you a job, Spider-Man, if you'd cross dimensions or whatever. And uh, next minute, yeah, he fucking bops his aunt and he's getting beat up by Spider-Man. How about the WWE moves he was doing? He oh, didn't yeah. have no Green Gobbler stuff, no bombs, no nothing. They were just fist fighting and shit. And he like pile drived him through like a floor dude that was nuts <laughs> yeah that was pretty hard did you like how ready tom holland's spider-man was to kill him yeah dude he he was about to too he did he didn't have like that second thought it required uh, toby mcguire to get stabbed <laughs> <laughs> toby had to look at him with that weird look in his eye to get him to stop <laughs> cool I'd say one of my favorite things about the movie was that we saw an appearance from Netflix's Daredevil. Um, Knowing him and Kingpin were casted so well, and now they're going to be a part of this MCU. I thought that was huge. I thought that was even cooler than the reveal of the other, you know, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in the movie. I thought that (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, you said Garfield, dude. But I'm right there with you. The Daredevil reveal was the best it was like a short scene but it had a lot of pop dude that was sick like even uh jazz saw it with me and she nudged me when it happened she's like oh no no way because she really liked daredevil and i thought he was you know he portrayed it great so i was telling her on the ride home even that you know i hope that they uh incorporate him into at least a series or something because i liked him as daredevil same with kingpin like you mentioned so it's cool to see them becoming part of the bigger part of the universe yeah Uh, i agree daredevil's been badass for a long time he has a rightful spot in the mcu they should involve him in something for sure answer charlie if i have to ask you another question real quick charlie just because we got you on as a guest who's your favorite live action spider-man I was just about to oh. ask that. It's like we're on the wavelength. How about this, Charlie? That's How about question. you rank the three in order? Okay, I could do that. I'd have to say Tom Collie is probably the best <laughs> okay. off the yeah. rip. He's also the, has this name of one of our favorite drinks. Close second. <laughs> <laughs> Close second. Charlie, what is Charlie. His name's Tom Harlan. Tom Holland. All right, we'll start over. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. So from the beginning. Well, definitely would rank Tom Holland at number one, just because okay. he was a part of the Avengers. He's had a lot more storylines and he has all the different badass suits, which are pretty fucking sweet. Right. And a close second would have to be Toby because he has the nostalgia factor. He was the original Spider-Man. Plus, he can shoot webs straight out of his arms. And then (laughs) way, way down below the two of them would be Andrew Garfield and his goofy ass swinging through the air making puns. Was not a big fan. That's a very good list, Charlie. You know what? As long as you said some combination of Big Toby and uh, Tom Holland as number one and two, you can switch those out. Just don't put Garfield higher than Toby. <laughs> Universally, <laughs> I think nobody likes Andrew Garfield. But no, people guess... are. He's having like a renaissance now because he showed up in this movie and wasn't unbearable. So now they're like, give him a third movie. And it's yeah. like, no, we didn't need it then. We didn't need it now. I would agree, though, that Andrew Garfield did uh, do a really good job in this movie. Lasagna. Lasagna. But uh, well, what about you, Burger? Right, do you like uh, Toby or Tom better? I don't know if it is just nostalgia, but I think Toby just embodied it. And I like the original storylines, too. Like Doc Ock. Like, think about how good his villains were, too. And the Green Gobbler. Willem Dafoe. Like, 
who's the best Spider-Man, like Tom Holland Spider-Man villain too. It's like, you know, and he's kind of getting dusted all the time. Like Mysterio is like his hardest villain. And it's like he routinely beats Mysterio in the comics and stuff. It's like, come on. But I feel like, I don't know. Maybe it's just a nostalgia thing, but I don't know. I just feel like Toby gets it in a different way. I think it's maybe it's not Tom Holland's fault, but he's like a Iron Man Jr. in these. He's not as much a Spider-Man as he is Iron Man Jr. But I do think that the end of the movie sets him up to finally be more of a Spider-Man if they're going to continue making movies with him. I think he'll finally be your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man instead of what he's kind of been. The way I see it too, to add on to that, is just that the, you know, within the first hour of the very first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie, he murdered somebody and we knew he was cold-blooded. Tom Holland seems to (laughs) routinely get himself in stupid situations because of making some uh, yes. you could say immature decision. No, and he tries then, to be so mature yeah, that, that they make like backfires. A, yeah, like a whole bunch of domino effect all comes from him making some childish decision. Exactly. Toby was just out murking people in the streets at night. <laughs> I actually think uh, Toby may have been my favorite, but he was a little too stoic for the role. Whereas I think Tom Holland could grow into being like the best Spider-Man and Peter Parker. I don't think he's there yet, but it it is promising. You know, with how many movies he's gotten so far, I think he is getting pretty comfortable with the role. No, I like him a lot. I mean, it's a very close one and two for me, and it kind of changes on my mood. You know, I mean, they're that good. It's just I just don't like Garfield in that type of way. But to what Charlie said, there was a good point you made. And a lot of those childish decisions, as you call them, I mean, even though it was urged by Aunt May to do the right thing and we're going to like rehabilitate them, that was the same equivalent of like taking in like turbo crackheads into your home and like thinking that they weren't going to revert to being turbo crackheads in a short amount of time. Because I mean, they're literally menaces to society that could take on one Spider-Man at a time. And you just put like five or six of them in a room with you and you fucking are at their will pretty much. I mean, look at how tossed up him and Aunt May got just hanging out with them. I mean, if he didn't do that, are and you telling me Aunt back. May made the wrong decision? I mean, technically, Aunt May was too loving, but technically she had to die. She gave Peter her with great power comes great responsibility speech, which he needed, which is why I think, especially with how the movie ended, that we see a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man dude. He's in his own apartment. He ain't got no money. He don't know nobody. He's got to rely on himself now. And he's... uh. You know, he had to make his own suit over again. I mean, his aunt's dead and nobody knows that he's even related to her. So he's got no one. Speaking of the suit, somebody at work asked me if Spider-Man's webs were real or mechanical. And to my knowledge, and correct me if I'm wrong, they've always been mechanical uh, other than like the occasional outlier with Tobey Maguire. Yes. Uh, I think they wanted to show off like how scientific and intelligent Peter Parker is, why it's always been mechanical, but I do kind of like the cosmetic change in pace of giving him actual web shooters, considering he's got all the other spider powers. That does make sense. Yeah. I mean, Toby's always been that way and I thought it was always cool. I mean, when I was kind of a newbie to comics and I was more focused on the Spider-Man movies, I'd always assumed he did too, because it's like, that makes a lot of sense. Why wouldn't he? But uh, the mechanical part's cool because i mean even in the first movie toby was still like a dork and like a amateur scientist like i mean he came up with the green gobbler serum to fix him so it's like even with or without the building his own web shooters he's always been a very scientific character so spoiler alert for charlie and probably other people but during that whole thing especially at the end when peter makes everybody forget who he is 
I'm anxious to see Ned Leeds turn on Peter Parker. Dude, he's going to be the hobgobbler. I honestly don't see him being the hobgobbler, though, unless he gets more intimidating. Because <laughs> Top five worst villains. <laughs> Peep that episode. But did, you you notice, did you notice how he looked him right in the eyes towards the end of the movie and said, you know, if I forget who you are, I promise I'll never turn into an evil villain and like come after you. Did for sure. That? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. When when oh. he was like telling them that they were going to forget who he was, they started crying. And um, who was it that told Ned? Toby. That's he what says his best friend killed him when they're working on the science experiments, yeah. you know, to go fix the villains. And so Ned just like to paraphrase, Toby was like, if I forget who you are, I will never become, you know, your biggest nemesis. And that's definitely you can tell that's building up to something, especially then after that, how they for completely forget who he is and he goes and sees them and they don't even like recognize him. You can tell something's going down. Word. You want to know something weird that I thought about? Uh, well, I mean, they said it in the movie, but I guess I hadn't realized it. There's no Oscorp in uh, Tom Holland's universe. So you're mm. you telling me they never established a Green Gobbler for him to fight? That's like his Joker, pretty much. It's like Green Gobbler's got to be a menace to society for Peter Parker. I agree with you, but I just think there's only so many movies that can shoot with him that they kind of try to expedite the process. And that <laughs> that was their way of bringing Green Goblin into the movie, because how many Spider-Man movies can you make with Tom Holland? Because we'll talk about the post credit scene after this, but they clearly want to bring in Venom amongst other villains. And so it just Venom, 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 but that is a good observation. It does hurt to see when he doesn't get his best villain, but we've I mean, seen him still. so many times and pop culture and so many times referenced with spider-man and to my point earlier when i was talking about daredevil they might bring in the kingpin there's so many different directions that they could go with spider-man villains that it's just impossible to fit them all i mean that even aside, though that's high though, priority i get it that aside i mean there's still no green goblin in his universe he don't have one at all not even on screen not off screen i there's also just... thought that was pretty strange yeah so you're telling me there's no evil norman or harry or no one Okay. Or Doc Ock, because if yeah, there's no Green Goblin, there's no, there's no Doc Ock in yeah. Tom Holland's universe, which I or thought was kind of strange. Like, yeah, right. you don't got no Doctor Puss. Like, what's going on? So, I mean, next time they're probably going to have to do Craven. They actually said if they weren't going to do this multiversal stuff, that they were supposed to do a Craven film, and uh, I'd still like to see that happen. I don't know how you really do it now that he's kind of stuck in New York, like he's supposed to be most of the time. You're going to have him get hunted by Craven there. That'd be kind of cool, though. Actually, fuck it, whatever. Let's <laughs> Maybe Craven can hunt the alien costume. That's a good point. But ah, man, I don't know if I want some like Tom Hardy Venom stuff up in these movies. It's going to get count real bunk kind of quick. Well, they did make it. So I guess we should just cut to the post credit scene. Um, I didn't even see it. Oh, oh yeah. You, there's two yeah. of them. I don't care. Dude, my theater was a menace to society. I had to get <laughs> out of there. I says oh. I'll see it online somewhere else. Well, the first post credit scene introduced Venom to their timeline, Tom Hardy's Venom. When Doctor Strange made it so people remember his identity, everybody began to appear. And that's what brought Venom into the universe. But at the end of the movie, when Peter asks Doctor Strange to make everybody forget, Tom Holland's Venom leaves again, but a little bit of the costume drips before uh, he gets sent back. And so um, if they're going to introduce Venom, it doesn't sound like it's going to be Tom Hardy. Cool. Also, uh, I feel like it's good timing to introduce a character like Venom, considering Spider-Man's life just got pretty shitty with losing his aunt and nobody he loves remembers him. So that could be kind of cool. And then the second trailer, 
it didn't do anything for me. I don't think you missed much, Burger. It was basically like Doctor Strange fighting an evil version of himself. But I don't know why I should be excited about that unless I'm missing something. Yeah, that doesn't sound very exciting. And, you know, I didn't see that. And I was like, I would go see a Doctor Strange film. Um, but I hope you ain't just fighting the evil selves or something. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, that's going to be directed by Sam Raimi. And he did the uh, the original Spider-Man movie. So I'd kind of like to see what he's going to do with more spooky Doctor Strange film but yeah i'm kind of choosy on what i'm gonna see i'm kind of more excited for batman i don't know what on the marvel slate just spider-man whenever that happens again i got another question for charlie before i give my conclusion mary jane or gwen stacy who do you like charlie would this be between andrew garfield and the original mary jane or the mj from whatever mj or gwen stacy you want it's mj all day baby Kirsten Dunst for sure. Oh, hell no, Charlie. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm swimming. <laughs> okay. Charlie, I kind of agree. You I know, Gwen Stacy was like uh, Peter Parker's first love and uh, Green Goblin and Spider-Man both killed her. And so uh, it's MJ all day, huh? MJ all day. She was like my first girlfriend. i says come here mama cool last thing i'll touch on that i thought it was tasteful that even though andrew garfield's spider-man couldn't save gwen stacy he did save tom holland's mary jane so the movie showed a pretty good understanding of like that history in comic books yeah i like that pretty soft though (laughs) <laughs> charlie says let her fall no no i mean save her but you got real soft after that yeah he started crying in the club immediately yeah i had some people in the movie theater a couple a guy and a girl crying right next to me like for yeah. half of the movie and yeah, it's just spider man like, don't cry granted it's a sad movie but like none of this ain't is that real. sad bro none of this is real did you guys none hear the it. applause when um when toby mcguire came out in the theater no. everybody started clapping it at, uh, at the theater i was in it was actually kind of cool like no it's not kind of cool charlie that needs to be i liked it stamped out we need to cut that out dude they can't hear you tom holland doesn't know that you enjoyed the performance clapping and so, coughing please stop <laughs> clapping dude clapping and coughing sneezing <laughs> sneezing and farting and coughing and doing all kinds of dastardly things in the movie theater trying to speaking of dastardly they advertised a spider-man cocktail like they did for the black widow movie and it's just freaking slushy you know what i mean and now that was an episode of Joe's Alcohol Corner, where he, <laughs> where he uh, sits at the bar and pre-games the cocktail of the day prior to going into the film. <laughs> and that was his review. Look forward to more of those on future movie reviews. Well, <laughs> is there anything else you got to touch on, Burger? No, I'm all good. I'm, I've said most of my piece. I think we just need to hit final ratings. Charlie, did you say your piece? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> I'll be the first to... Actually, you're the guest. What would you rate the movie and why? Out of 10. Out of 10, I would give it a solid 7. I'd say it was a, a solid movie overall. There were a couple strange holes in the plot. The fact that it was all based on a dumb idea to try to get his friends into college kind of threw me off. But the way that they wrapped it all into like a very clean, well-packaged deal, I was impressed. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Cool. Well, I would give it like an eight and a half out of ten. Definitely my favorite Spider-Man movie, if not one of my favorite Marvel movies. Definitely the best Marvel movie of 
2021. And it was one of the better movies to come out in 2021 too, I think, regardless if it's a blockbuster or not. I thought it was pretty nuanced in the way that they were able to tie all the Spider-Man movies together while also making it nostalgic for the audience. It was a great way to set up a Spider-Verse if they want to go that direction. And I was pretty impressed that they were able to retain all of those actors, which is why the whole theater was going crazy. So I really enjoyed it, actually. How about yourself, Burger? Yeah, I really liked it. It was, uh, yeah, one of the better Spider-Man movies, one of the better Marvel movies. I'd give it an eight and a half out of ten. I'm right there with you. It was, yeah, I mean, it had a little bit of everything. Um, There were a lot of boneheaded decisions and, you know, the majority of the movie was all his fault. Actually, all of it was his fault. So technically he did kill Aunt May, like the Green Goblin said. But, you know, he's still Spider-Man through it. And, you know, with some dumb Parker luck, that wasn't bad for once. And, you know, some ingenuity and some help from Big Toby and not Andrew Garfield. You know, they saved the day. And I thought it was really good. You know, I liked seeing Toby. I liked having all the villains there. Electro was better than he was in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I mean, he actually acted more like Jamie Foxx than a dork like last time. And, you know, him not being a floating blue guy was cool. You know, there's a lot of Marvel humor. I mean, that's how it should be in a Spider-Man movie. I mean, it's supposed to be more lighthearted, even though he doesn't have very many lighthearted things going on in the MCU movies. I guess he tries to be optimistic while, like, you know, shit's falling apart around him every week, I guess. But uh, it was a good film. I'm excited to see where they go from here, at least, because they kind of, you know, wipe the slate clean so they can kind of do whatever they want now. I'm pulling for a Craven movie. But one last thing I'll say is my biggest fault with the movie is how willing Doctor Strange was to turn the world side ways just because spider-man is having a tough time like i could see if it impacted like more characters than just peter parker it's just seemed kind of irresponsible and out of character for dr strange to do something like that just because mysterio one-upped him yeah but i mean i guess at the same time like he even made it sound like it was an easy deal he said he did it to wong over their uh weekend party see he didn't remember so i mean he obviously has success doing it it's just like i said peter fucked up he kept changing the terms six times during the spell of course it's going to get wonky uh it would have been easy peasy light work for dr strange if peter wasn't being a nuisance the during the whole thing yeah i mean it is a bit silly that you know it doesn't have greater ramifications and whatnot but i mean you know he kind of owes peter one in a way i mean they fought together during infinity war and stuff it's well, like they're bros spell is that serious leave him out of the room after you like approve his point. request you know what i mean like yeah like go do that by yourself and be like okay see you tomorrow like go yeah. home i could do this like why, why do you need to witness it you don't know anything about magic go away peter parker that is uh to build off that that is the same my biggest fault with the movie was how dr strange is arguably the most powerful person that peter has at his disposal because he just has the ability to do so many different things and he was able to keep all of those super villains that almost killed spider-man trapped in a basement using a spell and to just the fact that he split him into a different dimension and then trapped him and left him there to not even bother trying to get his help with any of the ensuing problems that were going to arise. It was surprising to me. And like you said, it was kind of out of character because Dr. Strange reminds me of like the dad in the Avengers movies for Peter to just lock him in a room and lock the key and shut him out. I was just kind of surprised that that's how they were going to cut him off at that point when, like I said, he's one of the stronger people that he could use as an ally and he was going through some tough times. Yeah, he did make everything harder on himself because of how he was acting the whole time. You know what? I'll say he's yep. He's definitely killed Aunt May. Nobody else. (laughs) 
He killed Aunt May. He should feel guilty, dude. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, he he made a lot of boneheaded decisions. It wasn't just one or two. It's like everywhere he turned, he just made bad decisions. It's like, goddamn, Peter, just fucking chill out for a minute, dude. You're not helping nobody. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't even know where to go from here because we were saying our piece, and now we're at the end. Well, I guess that's all she wrote. Thank you, Any Charlie. Final for thoughts coming on the pod and reviewing this with us. Yes, sir. I appreciated it. I liked the movie. Thought it was uh thought it was worth it to come on, take a little chat about it. Nice. Anything you want to shout out while you're on the podcast? Anything you want to pump handles? Pump handles, baby. <laughs> no handles for me. <laughs> okay. And with that, you know where to find us at CBJ Podcast on Facebook, at CBJ Pod on Instagram. Hit us up through there. You can hit up our email. It's on our Instagram page. Like, rate, review everything that influencers say. We're not like that, but please do it. It helps the algorithm and we'd appreciate it a lot. And you know what? With that, we thank you. Next time, we'll be reviewing Final Crisis. After that, we'll probably be taking a break from the crises. Thank God. These uh, are so long. Long, very long. But <laughs> it's been a long time since we've done a book review. So that's what's coming next. And with that, thank you, guys. Right.